You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. I am coming to you with a short beauty secrets episode all on Ayurvedic beauty. Okay, so what exactly is Ayurvedic beauty? Ayurveda is an ancient Indian approach to health, natural beauty, and longevity. Ayurvedic beauty is really about a holistic approach to self-care where everything is connected. So the idea is that by creating a healthy daily practice and incorporating an Ayurvedic approach to your self-care, that will manifest itself into your outer beauty. So stronger, healthier hair, clear skin, bright eyes, et cetera, et cetera. I've been reading a lot of books on the topic of Ayurvedic beauty recently. It's a very dense topic. Most books are over 300 pages, and I'm sure a lot of you are listening to this and thinking, I have no time, I am too busy. I understand and I feel you. Ain't nobody got I'm time going for that. to do my very best to give a high-level breakdown. Okay, so the main principle of Ayurvedic beauty revolves around the doshas and identifying what your dominant dosha type is. We all have a specific dosha type. Once you know what your dosha is, you approach all of your beauty treatments and lifestyle choices by your dominant dosha. It's very anti-one-size-fits-all in terms of how beauty is approached within Ayurveda. The three doshas are vata, pitta, and kapha. One dosha type isn't better than the others. It's just about knowing which one you are so that you can tailor your self-care approach accordingly. Okay, so vata is characterized by cold and dryness. Pitta is characterized by heat. And kapha is characterized by heaviness. For example, if you're vata, it's important to stay warm, to avoid cold, dry climates because it really stresses out your internal system. If you're pita, you should avoid having oily or spicy foods. And if you're kapha energy, you should avoid sleeping a lot or laziness. After reading a lot about each of the doshas, I am definitely vata. There are lots of quizzes online to figure out your dosha type. And one of the books that I have on Ayurvedic beauty, which I actually recommend, it's by Melanie Sachs. I will link to it in the show notes, but it's just called Ayurvedic beauty. They have a series of attributes that you should basically check against to see what your dosha type is. So this is what they had for vata. Slender, narrow hips and wide shoulders, or vice versa. And I definitely have narrow hips and wide shoulders. Other things they had for vata, eyelashes are short. Eyebrows are thin, definitely, definitely. Um, That your menstrual cycle can be irregular. So I went through the quiz and basically identified that I had way more attributes within 
vata than pitta or kapha. Now, the pitta body type is characterized by um, medium in build. Hair gets oily quickly, especially in hot weather, which dulls the hair. Your cycle is meant to be regular, a light sleeper, that your cravings would be greasy foods and spicy foods. I hate spicy foods. I cannot eat them at all. So I knew as soon as I went through this, I was like, I'm definitely not pita. You're irritable in heat and high humidity. You benefit from being near lakes and oceans and rivers. In terms of lifestyle, they say that pita tends to be very well organized. You can be sensitive to heat, light, and color. So there are hundreds of attributes for each type. I'm going to move on to kapha, which is the final one. Usually heavier in build, large, strong, and stable. Usually kind of thicker muscles. Eyelashes and eyebrows are thick and heavy. Often teeth are large, white, and strong. Cravings, sweet and sticky desserts and smooth and creamy textures. Activity for the kapha body type prefers to be still. The sleep is deep and for long periods. They say that kapha tends to be very disciplined and good planners. So take the time, figure out what your dosha type is. I was very clear on being vata. Some people find that they're a mix of many doshas, but it is very, very rare that you don't have a single dominant type. So when you go through the attributes, you should see some consistencies with one of the three types. Once you know your type, there are exercise routines and meal plans that benefit your specific dosha. The more you get into the different doshas and recommended approaches to eating and meal plans based on your dosha type, I've noticed at least that things that I'm naturally drawn to, they recommend for vata anyway. So it's almost like we have this subconscious wiring where we're, our bodies are aware that we like certain things and we reject other things without us necessarily having the right language for it. You know, it's interesting. Sometimes your body can know things before your mind has the right language to characterize it. And that's kind of how I felt reading about all of the suggestions. So for example, when I eat according to my dosha, and remembering that I'm vata, which is dry and cold, foods that balance this are very moist and warming. I'm always a lot more satisfied with a quinoa bowl with cooked greens versus just like a cold raw salad. But regardless of what your dominant dosha is, an Ayurvedic approach to eating is all about foods that are high in natural nutrients and minerals. So whole grains, fresh fruit, vegetables, lean proteins, things that are cooked at home. And they have a lot of general guidelines for just maintaining a good diet and digestion. And a lot of them are really interesting. I'm going to share a few, again, from this book called Ayurvedic Beauty by um, Melanie Sachs. So never eat when angry, depressed, bored, upset, or exhausted. They recommend bathing before eating. But if that's not practical, to wash your hands and face before eating. Eat at home as much as possible. Food prepared with love and pure intention to benefit others is always better energy than food produced in a restaurant, which is intended to turn a profit. Eat only as much as would fit into two of your hands cupped together. That's a hard one for me. I need to be better at practicing that. Suggestions to try to keep regular meal times to avoid eating foods when they're out of season, to try to find foods that grow in the area in which you live. They also recommend avoiding food combinations like milk and fish and milk and meat. Drink plenty of spring water or purified water. There's a lot of very practical advice around digestion, and but before I go too far down that rabbit hole, I want to talk about the OJAS, and it's O-J-A-S, but everything in Ayurvedic beauty is about maintaining healthy OJAS. 
So ojas is a Sanskrit word that means vigor. It's your inner glow. It's, it's kind of the energy and vitality in your body. So when the ojas is strong, the body is strong, it's firm, it's flexible, your skin is smooth, it's clear, it's lustrous, your face looks calm, you have a natural smile, your posture is relaxed, your movement is graceful. It's basically how you look when you've come back from a really nice, relaxing vacation, right? There is something that happens to us internally that actually translates externally. And the term that Ayurvedic beauty uses for it is ojas. And high ojas is just a byproduct of proper digestion, proper nutrition, getting sleep, trying to choose as natural as possible products when you're doing your beauty routines, trying to be really, really mindful of what you put on your skin, trying to eat local foods in season that are freshly prepared, living your life right, basically. All of that makes a huge difference on the way that you look. Another really big part of Ayurvedic beauty is massage. Even if you are giving that massage to yourself, they recommend massage to get all of your blood flowing. So when you come out of the shower, slathering yourself with really good quality essential oils, I'm really loving mixing almond oil, avocado oil, and then an essential oil of my choice. And that essential oil lately has tended to be something kind of citrusy and energizing. So I've been using sweet orange oil, eucalyptus oil, lemon Therapeutic baths are a really big part. Adding different herbs and oils into your bath so that your skin can absorb them while you're soaking. There are lots of actually great guides online for uh, facial massage that you can do yourself to kind of rejuvenate your face and your facial muscles. So a lot of this is beauty that you can take into your own hands. Again, it's not like an expensive product that you have to waste money on. This is ancient, ancient, ancient history, tried and tested really valuable approaches to beauty. So yeah, everything really comes back to this idea of maintaining really positive ojas. I'm also going to read to you guys some things to avoid if you want to keep your ojas high, just to end this episode on. Thank you guys for listening. Also, thank you to everyone who has joined Naked Beauty Planet on Instagram. We're having so much fun. We're sharing recipes. I'm learning so much from you guys. So thank you all. I'm going to leave you guys with this list. Let's all try to keep our ojas strong as we move into the week, into the weekend. When ojas is lost or destroyed, the opposite of health becomes apparent. All the qualities we associate with the lack of vitality, both physical and mental, manifest. Here's what we need to avoid. Eating devitalized foods, overly processed, microwaved, old, stale, junk food, etc., Some of us can't avoid this next one, but air flight, high-speed cars, fast, intense sports with no relaxation to balance, computers, TV, and low-level radiation, loud music, constant distraction, over-exercising, fasting for too long or too often, being caught up in conflicting emotions, fear, worry, anger, sorrow, impatience, overwork lack of faith or confidence, and unnatural environments. If we can stay in nature, if we can stay relaxed, if we can stay positive, if we can eat food that's good for us, we can all maintain our ojas. It's simple attention and appropriate loving care to ourselves and our bodies that I personally believe is what ultimately will always manifest itself in beauty. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I will be back with a regular full interview episode next week. Appreciate all of your love and support. Please subscribe to the podcast. 
Naked Beauty Planet on Instagram. The hashtag is Naked Beauty Podcast. Tell your friends, share your screenshots while you're listening. I am overwhelmed by all of the support and I love, love, love the community that we've been able to build. Thank you guys so much for listening. All right, guys, until next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.